Welcome to Movie House, a weekly production of Delta College Public Radio. I'm your host, Mark Brown. 2021's The Last Duel should have been a critical and commercial slam dunk. It was directed by Ridley Scott, the man responsible for some of the most memorable films ever made. Alien, Blade Runner, Gladiator. It was written by Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Nicole Holofcener, all either Academy Award winners or nominees for screenwriting. It stars Damon, Adam Driver, Affleck, and interesting up-and-comer Jodie Comer, who have all delivered compelling, convincing, nuanced performances in the past. It was based on an acclaimed book, had plenty of support from the studio, and seemed to have been aimed directly at awards season. And yet, on a budget of $100 million, it only made $30.6 million back, which, needless to say, made it a gargantuan failure. Ridley Scott, cranky old man that he is, blamed the film's lack of success on dumb kids and their cell phones. No joke. He said, quote, I think what it boils down to, what we've got today are the audiences who are brought up on these cell phones. The millennials do not ever want to be taught anything unless you are told it on the cell phone. That's certainly a possibility, I suppose, but having finally gotten around to screening The Last Duel, I suggest an alternative explanation for its box office demise, and that is that it just wasn't that good. The story is based on true events, the last sanctioned duel to the death in France in 1386. A knight's wife claimed that she was raped by a politically favored squire. The squire insisted that while the two were involved, it was consensual. The knight challenged the squire to a duel, and at the time, the idea was that God protected the honest and the innocent, so whoever won the duel is the person on the side of truth. Matt Damon plays the knight, Adam Driver the squire, and Jodie Comer the wife in question. The film is told in three chapters, the first from the knight's perspective, where we see him being brave in battle, loving at home, and insistent on justice when his beloved wife is insulted. The second is from the squire's point of view, where significantly we see the wife as flirtatious and welcoming. The final chapter is told from the wife's point of view, where we learn that if the husband falls in the duel, it means that she was lying and that she will be stripped, shorn, locked in an iron collar, and burned to death. Obviously, it's a fascinating story, and there's a lot of potential to address thorny issues of male and female perspectives, consent, sexual assault, believing women, how religion and abuse can be so closely tied, and a dozen other things. The problem is that the film does so very little with any of these things. It's a handsome production, and Ridley Scott can set up a good-looking shot of a fire-lit room or a snowy battlefield in his sleep. Matt Damon can be brave or aggrieved or petulant just fine. And certainly Adam Driver is a great pick to play someone who is charming one minute and oily and hateful the next. But to what end? Despite the film's ambition to be a medieval Rashomon, telling the same story from differing perspectives, none of it really adds up to anything. The climax is the duel, we see how it ends, and that's it. The film never ends up taking a point of view other than to say, hey, guess what? People saw these events differently. Crazy, huh? If I were Ridley Scott, instead of blaming cell phones and millennials, I'd look to myself as the director of a $100 million picture and ask, what did I bring other than technical ability? A good-looking movie with no point of view of its own, no direction, no comment about its contents, ultimately is just dentist office art. Pretty, but forgettable. Movie House is a production of Delta College. I'm Mark Brown of Delta's Arts and Letters Division. Tune in next week for another new review.